You're listening to the Movement is Medicine show, a podcast hosted by Head to Toe Spine and Sports Therapy, a modern chiropractic and manual therapy practice in Edmonds, Washington. Now, let's get into the show. All right, well, let's let's dive in, man. So, you are currently out with an injury that you sustained playing rugby. So, why don't you tell us what happened? Um, well, I wish it was more exciting to be honest, but it was like totally like basically just me in the ground. It wasn't a contact injury with a person. Um, what had happened was I, I was going to score and in rugby, you have to touch the ball to the ground to actually score officially. That's why they call it a try. Um, which is weird because they call it a touchdown in football. You don't have to touch down, but it is what it is. Um, so anyways, I, I was, I dove in like on turf, which, Obviously, we know turf's less accepting than the ground. Um, and when you dive, like with rugby, you usually put an arm out to like brace your fall and then you tap with the other hand. Um, but the arm I braced with, which was my my left hand and arm, it got stuck in the turf, kind of ripped back into like an extension, external rotation. Um, I actually hit my chest first um, instead of like the side of my shoulder. And there's big crunch, um, immediate like, sensation and feeling that something was wrong. Um, but honestly, not too much pain initially. It wasn't until like I went to catch a ball probably five minutes later where I had to like reach out to grab it and the ball hit my hand where essentially like everything went black. Um, and I walked off the sideline cause, uh, I just knew that some, some damage had been done. Uh, at that point I thought I just like tore my labrum. Um, but it ended up being a little bit more substantial than, than that. Okay. So it's interesting, right? So there's a sound, there is a crunch kind of internal sound, not immediate pain. You knew something happened. Um, and, and I feel like that's, you know, what you described is so many of our injuries, right? You know, where, where there's not like a broken bone that punctures out through our skin and blood spraying everywhere. And we're screaming in pain. It's like, there's a pop or a crunch. Uh, there's, there's some kind of a weird movement thing that happens and a sense that something's not right. Um, and so you had an idea. I mean, and what's interesting is that, you know, you are a, a, an expert and a trained medical professional on these specific types of situations. And so you thought you had a read on it. And then, you know, kind of what, what happened after that? I mean, so did you, did you take the rest of the game off? Um, you know, and then as the days proceeded, kind of bring us through what happened. Well, that was like kind of the thing that, that led me on to believe it was a little bit worse than I thought. I mean, I can, as is typical for rugby players, I uh, continued to to play after that. I just wasn't using my left arm very much. Uh, but after about an hour of it not really recovering uh, and getting some food afterward, hanging out with some friends, and it like still being very painful, I knew like something serious was probably going on. Um, maybe even more so than just the labrum. But it being so fresh and acute, like it was, I wasn't too concerned. Um, there wasn't a big bruise or anything like that. There wasn't anything crazy going on. Like in, for me, like relative to me, like obviously pain is very subjective. Um, and with that, I mean, it, it was more so when it didn't get better after happened Friday, Saturday night, when it was still cranky, like I moved my, I actually was able to move my shoulder full range Saturday by Sunday. It was just stuff stick and uh, sticking. It was stuck. Um, and, and pretty much knew on Sunday that I was going to have to call up one of my orthopedist friends and, and go in and visit them on Monday morning, which luckily I was able to get in right away. 
Okay. Yeah. So you, you kind of hit that three-day mark-ish that we talk about with people. And we've mentioned this before. When it's in that two, three days and things aren't getting better or they're getting worse or you're, yeah, you're continuing the, sen- the, the sense of being stuck in that, that feeling of, man, I, I, something more than I thought is happening. And he, then you took right. action to go get it checked out. Absolutely. I mean, it's like anybody and especially people that are active, like unless it's like a severe pain, like in like a nine or a 10 out of 10, like I'd say I was pretty close to that. But at the same time, like um, I'm more of like the watch and wait guy. I've been in like I've had some some issues in the past, like with knees and stuff like that. That's been like 10 out of 10 acute wise, but it's gotten better each day. This one not getting better at all. And honestly, even like two weeks after it still wasn't better. So that being the case, like end up being a fracture in there. You had to get, there's a lot more damage to the labrum than initially thought. Um, luckily my shoulder, my rotator cuff was still intact and all my, my ligaments. Um, but realistically like the structural damage was done and the only real way to, to fix it was to, to go in and get it repaired with surgery. So this is one of those cases where, um, and, and, you know, we, we, we see patients in the clinic, right. Where, where we have to, after doing some diagnosis say, okay, yeah, this is something that there's probably going to require a surgical option. And so this is one of those cases where there was interior damage done that needed, that needs surgical repair. And, and then of course, when that is the case, oftentimes there's, there's a, a quite a bit of recovery period on the back end. So, um, so how have you had the surgery? Yeah, I had the surgery. Uh, it was two weeks ago today, actually. And what what surgery did you have exactly? So, well, like with any with any acute injury like I had, where there was trauma involved, like you you get an X ray first, like regardless of like what you think. Um, like me being one friends with the doctor and like also having experience dealing with labrum issues, I pretty much knew there was a labral issue. Um, but they first thing we did was take an x-ray and there was actually, I chipped off like part of the bone on the top of my humerus, um, where the rotator cuff attaches, where the deltoid attaches. So anytime I would lift my elbow, like up and out or try to go overhead, essentially just pull on the bone, um, which it started off being non-displaced, but two weeks later when we re x-rayed it, it was actually, there's about one and a half to two centimeters of space in between the bone. Um, and with that, you got to get that repaired. So, um, doc, I went to see Dr. Mike McAdam. He's one of the best doctors in Washington, if not in the U S in general, does a lot of work with pro football players, uh, rugby players, soccer players, whatever it is, baseball. Um, he was pretty much like good friend of mine. He's like, Hey, you got some damage to that labrum. We could see it on the MRI. He's like, but I don't really know like how bad it is until I go in there. I, my, due to my previous medical history, he's like, there might be more damage to that that actually led to the fracture in general. Um, and that ended up being the case. Once they went in, they repaired the labrum, uh, which was about 70 to 80% torn on the posterior wall. And with that, you're going to have a lot of shifting forward of the humerus, which is probably why when I went and reached out to grab that ball to catch it, why everything after that just started a cascade of pain. Um, likely that. I mean, it's kind of like a toss up on what caused the fracture, whether it was like the contact with the ground or like the actual action of what I was just describing. Um, but either way, he had to go and screw that bone down 
uh, basically screw it into the humerus bone so that it, it could heal because it just wasn't doing so by itself. Yeah. Wow. I mean, so it was quite a bit more complicated than, than even what you initially had thought. And then even as you got into it after a couple of weeks, it was, it was a lot going on there. Yeah. With the fracture, you're thinking like six to 10 weeks with the labrum, it's more like three to four months. So, uh, and that's just to get back to like full go. That's not like you can't do anything for that long. That's basically four to six months to be full go playing high level, elite level rugby. Okay. Uh, and I'm, I probably won't be doing that anyways. So, um, at the end of the day, you just get, a, you get some time. You, you got to take it like bone heals a lot faster than connective tissue. So the labrum being repaired is, is pretty much the, that's the main thing. That's kind of like a watch and wait. And you, you got to just take each day by day with that thing. Um, I've seen some labrums where people can't move it. And then all of a sudden, like a week later, they've got full range. So it's, it's kind of a toss up with that area. So as you're going through this process, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you know, you've, you've been a practitioner provider for people who are, you know, dealing with or going through, um, you know, some of these post-op issues and some of these challenges and, and providing, you know, advice or whatever, but that oftentimes is, you know, is, is different or, or, you know, it expands on that experience when you're going through it yourself. You know, when you think about some of the key kind of insights or, or, you know, challenges or issues that you feel like you're going through right now that you have, um, you know, you want to share your thoughts on, you know, what's kind of top of mind? Uh, I mean, well, with the shoulder and like any, any ball and socket joint, like if you injure like your hip or your shoulder, you, you essentially lose a whole limb. So initially that was, that was hard for me to deal with initially. Cause it was more like, I'm, I like to move around a lot. I'm kind of a fidgety person. Um, to have like my arm, which is in a brace right now with like a rib pad on it. So like, it's pretty locked in. Uh, that was one of the, I guess the more frustrating things is that you, you just feel like you can't, can't do anything. Um, and there's definitely a point where like probably like two, three days after the surgery where I was just feeling sorry for myself, kind of just getting down on the dumps. Uh, luckily I had a great support group uh, with friends, uh, roommates, and my mother actually came into town because she just, she knows how bad this surgery can be. Um, pretty active family. She and uh, a lot of friends in nursing and whatnot. So she pretty much called everybody to find out what it was like. Um, but it was, it's more so like, like you said, you gotta, you gotta stay on top of it. Like the way I'm looking at it right now is it's more so like personal development than anything. Um, like I like working on things like, and you gotta, and improving like, myself. So right now I'm working on, um, like day trading with stocks and stuff, getting a lot better at that, like reading some books that I've always wanted to read. Um, there's some, some things that I'm planning to do. Like once I'm slightly more capable, like probably after next week, when I visit the doc and he gives me the okay to do rehab, I'll probably start doing a little bit more like videos and staying busy. Um, that first week and a half after the surgery, I don't think the sun was out once. So that was kind of hard. Uh, but now that the sun's out, I've been out walking around outside a lot. You can still do a lot. It's just different. And you have to be okay with it being different. It doesn't necessarily make it, make it any worse or a bad thing. 
Yeah, but I, I think you know, I think you do you do right by calling out how challenging it is initially when dealing with an injury that changes what your capacity is or what you're capable of doing in the short term. Uh, there definitely is some depression that comes along with that, right? There there is loss and there is a you know, there is a, an opportunity there to spiral down into, into, um, you know, into a, into a bad spot, you know, into a dark place and into a place where you feel like, you know, I'm, I'm going to lose progress and all this stuff, or I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, blah, blah, blah. And the mind can kind of go crazy with all the, what if negatives that are going to happen, you know, but I love, I love the call out of having a support system, you know, friends, family, mom, you know, colleagues, that helped you and then you yourself recognizing, you know, Hey, I got to shift out of this and I don't want to, you know, I, I can't linger in this place where I'm, I'm feeling super sorry for myself and just looking at what I can't do and, and all the negatives. And I love that call out, man. It's like, yeah, this is, I have, I have the great gift right now, which is time to do other things and to right. work on other skills. I mean, time is the great gift if we think about it. I mean, and so yes, would you have chosen to get injured? No. So was the time forced on you? Yes. But now that you have it, it's like, okay, cool. What can I do to make use of this time in a way that is going to move me forward in my life and provide something for me to focus on? Yeah, 100%. I mean, time is the most expensive thing in the world, in my opinion. Um, and with that, I mean, you just got to use it appropriately. Like you can, I mean... I'm going to be in this situation for at least three months, right? Before I can go back to work essentially. So that, I mean, luckily like with the state of Washington, there's like some, some cool things like financially that you can do like FMLA, things like that, 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 that gives me less worry. But again, it's more so about like improving myself right now. So that once I am able to do everything I want, that I just hit the ground running. Like I don't have to worry about anything. It's, or I don't have to improve something. It's the preparedness allows for the progression. That makes sense. That it makes absolute sense. Yeah. It, it, you're, you know, you're incrementally looking at those ways of, of continuing to move forward so that as you know, your range of activities expand and your capacity for, for new and different movements expand, you know, your position to kind of grab a hold of that and go, um, yeah, man. well, thanks so much for just, you know, being transparent, just sharing kind of the process, you know, the, 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 what happened, the process emotionally going through it. And now, you know, moving forward, it would be great to, to kind of check in with you in a few weeks and hear how that rehab process is going and kind of what insights you're gaining from that and what kind of key takeaways you have for people who are going through a similar kind of process themselves. Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing I'm learning throughout this entire process, which I was never good at my entire life, is, is patience. Um, and that's, uh, that's hard still. So, um, but like you said, you're kind of getting, when you get things forced on you, you got to either come to terms with it or you can let it eat you up. And I'm definitely not going to let it eat me up. So, I love that, man. I love that. Awesome. Well, listen, and like we're we're all tuned in. Like I, you know, so everyone, you know, we want to hear how you're how you're doing, making progress, you know, and and when you hit these struggles and obstacles and challenges, and hearing how you know you come up with ways to overcome those, and sharing those. 
something that, that can help, you know, uh, our patients here at head to toe, uh, can help our, our audience and our listeners out there on the podcast and would love to see, you know, if a video project comes to light from this. I mean, that's again, I think, uh, something that could help a lot of people, dude. So thanks for, for being on the show. Thanks for sharing. And, uh, we'll look forward to talking a few weeks as you get into some rehab and into that progress piece and you can bring us up to speed on how you're doing. Heck yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's all going to be quick from there. Like once you start moving, it, you know, it stops. So just like kid walking. Outstanding. I love it, man. All right. We will catch you on the next show. Until then, uh, keep cultivating the patience and you got this and we look forward to see you on the other side. Yeah. Catch thanks, you. Barry. All Appreciate right. you. Bye.